It's time for Knox Talk, a behind-the-scenes look at the business side of college sports. Featuring Paul Sickman from Knox Sports and Brandon Parks from the Vol Network. Now for today's show. Welcome to another edition of Knox Talk. Today is Tuesday, the 30th of November, and the regular season for football is over. I am indeed Paul Sickman, and my co-host, as always, from Rocky Top and the Ball Radio Network, is Brandon Parks. Hello, Brandon. Hey, Paul. The season, regular season, is certainly over, but now the coaching carousel has begun, and uh, I think at last, at the last look I gave it last night, we have 20 Division one schools who are going to have new football coaches going into next year. That's nearly 15 percent yeah. turnover. And, and uh, they have they have not called you. They have not called me. I don't know if they've called you, but I feel like just I feel a little cheated that we're not even on the carousel. Well, I saw an interesting article that was out last night about um, the fact that college coaches are, are one of the few professions that make what they make and have the responsibility that they do, but have no non-competes and can literally walk away from their job from one day to the next. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's fascinating. It makes for, um, it makes for great coverage of college sports. And for us that enjoy to follow it, there's certainly not a lack of storylines. No, you're right about that. Brandon, but you know, uh, we are both old enough to remember when coaches stayed at their schools and when video boards in stadiums were brand new and groundbreaking. But if a fan can't see their replay in high def right now, they get a little crappy. They feel cheated. And so we're joined today by Mr. Fred Doremus, who spent almost 20 years working for the biggest video board manufacturer in the United States, Dactronics. And prior to Dactronics, he was was in our world, Brandon. He was a seller. He sold for teams like the Bears, the Bucks, the Lightning here in Tampa, Uh, even spent some time in the USL, USFL. And so today we uh, we welcome Mr. Fred Doremus. Welcome to Knox Talk, Fred. Good to be with you guys. So, Fred, you were a liaison to college and pro teams selling for DAC for, for almost 20 years, and you have seen this whole video board stadium explosion. Uh, in your tenure, what kind of changed from the basic expectations that the teams um, wanted from you as a video board manufacturer? So in those 20 years, what kind of changed from what the teams wanted out of you? Well, and, and I grew up uh, or, or worked on the creative services side for Dactronics for years and years. But, uh, you know, I, I used to argue with my colleagues that it really required the creative services people to have a, this, this broad knowledge of our, our uh, product line, as well as, uh, you know, the various things that uh, it was used for. And, you know, primarily worked in the obviously in the uh, the sports end of things for for those years. But, um, you know, from the from the uh, just pure video board hardware side, the size is, has obviously been the biggest thing that, uh, you know, has has uh, it's grown over the years as far as, uh, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and being bigger and better and and that kind of thing. So it's, uh, and they're also the introduction of, of ribbon signage. So the uh, LED that went around the bowls themselves, um, you know, that, that was a big, big step for, for, uh, you know, the sponsorship end certainly, because that's 
primarily how the ribbons are used by most are, are uh, the step and know, logos, right? Yeah, and and um, and at the same time, you tried to be creative as far as the messages that you were putting out in front of a, a captive audience. Uh, so that that always came into play. I think it's so funny that you know I, when you go around, you hear you hear the stories about the video boards and how, you know, you'll hear, this is the biggest in the state. And this is, and, and these schools, the egos are real, right? You know, Texas and Texas A&M have spent the last 10 years um, trading who had the biggest video board so they can tell you they had the biggest video board. Um, and it's, it is just, uh, it's pretty humorous that they, you talk about size. Um, it, it's almost, it's silly in terms of ego and size. Um, Brandon, you guys have made a lot of changes up in Tennessee. We have. And, uh, Freddie knows this. When I when I started at the Ball Network in 2000, we had the historical, traditional, permanent fascia signage, which hung between the upper and lower levels of the stadium. And so in the sales process, you would sell one of those permanent signs. And then essentially, once that sign went up, then that was pretty much the level of service that you had to dedicate to that. And then we had a traditional, old school, what I'm going to call Jumbotron, uh, which had... Uh, rotational physical signage on it and that's where I started when my career started here and then obviously Freddie Dactronics in the industry during about that same time had all of this technology that came their way in the form that everything could become digital and Freddie I gotta tell you it completely changed our world obviously for the better but then the, the level of work that now goes into the service side of selling signage is completely different than when we were selling the permanent signs. And I was going to ask just from your all's perspective, when that technology was being developed and, and you guys had a pretty good feel that, okay, we're going to go to market with this. Um, can you talk about, I guess, maybe some of the behind the scenes conversations, maybe your all's level of excitement? Cause I, it's a game changer. It, 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 the video boards and yeah. the LED rings, those are game changers in our venues now. It, it really is. And, and uh, you know, I guess one of the first ribbons uh, projects that uh, Dectronics installed at the time was at the Citrus Bowl. And we were very involved in their uh, game production. And, and uh, uh, it, it really transformed, like you said, the, the, uh, well, for one, the amount of money that you could uh, end up reaping from it. And uh, it just, it, you know, other than, than selling what is, what really was just real estate, you know, on your fascia, LED took it to another level where, you know, I, I'd still say one of the, the, maybe the, and I'm probably jumping ahead here, but one of the shortcomings, I, I think a lot of uh, venues maybe, uh, don't take advantage is, is how often you would be able to, you know, to change it. And you said, you mentioned the service side of it, but, you know, you literally, you could put up a different message every quarter if you uh, you were so inclined because of the, the there isn't the, the, uh, the cost involved as far as, you know, printing a banner, which is, uh, you know, can, can get pretty expensive. So uh, it's just, as you said, it's, it was really the thing that transformed the whole industry. And it was a different type of, of uh, experience for a lot of the schools. And, and I can remember meeting with the athletic director at uh, 
Central Florida uh, after we installed these ribbons, and they were trying to figure out what are we what are we supposed to use these for, and uh, so it, it it's uh, it it really was something that um, you know obviously contributed a great deal to Dectronics bottom line as far as uh, you know other than the the main board becoming just bigger and bigger. Um, it really has gotten to the point where you know you have double stacks of, of LED rings and uh, in an arena or, or even sometimes a stadium, just depending on uh, how large it is. So it's uh, it's really been a as you said a game changer. Hey Fred, when you were at the Bucks, you remember this conversation when the owner of the Bucks came and and basically said, "Hey, we're interested in putting a video board." And the video board in Tampa that was one of the first ones in the country um, at the NFL, and they and he said. Okay, uh, how many years till we pay for it? And he basically challenged um, the marketing team there and said, "How long is it going to be till this thing is paid for?" Yeah, well, that was, it, that was an impossible question to answer because we had no idea what we were selling and how we were going to sell it. But it, it, it didn't become as impossible as you got into your career with Dak. And so, I think one of the things, the fascinating questions that has to be answered. I'm sure you're asked this question, but I don't, and I'm not asking you to answer it. But it is interesting. There's two different scenarios out there. Um, let's imagine that there is a school that doesn't have a video board at all in their baseball stadium and they want to put a brand new video board, doesn't matter, big video board, rings, whatever it is. And they say, how long is it going to take to pay for it? That's the first question. The second question um, that we'll dive into a little bit is, okay, you've got an existing video board, but you want to really upgrade the entire system. You want to put in rings and fascia and upgrade your center hung. And that's the second one, which is a much tougher one to answer is when are we going to be able to pay for this because it doesn't become as linear. So going back to the first question, if someone comes to you today and says, hey, uh, we don't have we don't have any video at all in our baseball facility or in our basketball facility. We need a center hung. We've never had one before. Do they ask you that question and do you give them is there a rough estimate to how long it takes to pay for it? You know, honestly, um, I don't remember having that many conversations with them about the nuts and the bolts. Um, primarily, you know, because most schools are very protective of that information and, and uh, how much they're charging for things. Um, and obviously it, it varies from school to school um, as far as uh, expectations. But one thing that they can't escape um, is, is that get keeping up with the Joneses because it's a recruiting thing. You know, when you walk into a, a stadium, you know, at, uh, at Georgia Tech, for example, every venue has a video board. I mean, there isn't one that, uh, that doesn't because they are, are trying to compete with all the ACC schools, you know, as far as uh, what their offerings are. So it's, you know, it's, it's like a training facility uh, these days that you just have to have if you're going to compete with the big boys. So, um, but, you know, as far as the, 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 uh, the dollars, you know, sometimes uh, I, I would have conversations with guys that, you know, that I'd become pretty good, you know, close friends with or whatever. And, and they would share that kind of thing. But, I would say, you know, when it's all said and done, it more than pays a video board more than pays for itself. If, if, if not just in dollars, but again, you just you got to keep up with what everybody else is doing and where they're going. And it's, you know, gotten to the point now it's not even it's it's not just affecting the colleges um, or the, the trickle down. Um, it's it's becoming, you know, something that you almost have to have in high school. 
and and uh, right. kids expect to see that, you know, if you're, uh, you know, deciding whether or not you're going to go to an IMG or somewhere else. So it's uh, and Paul, Paul and Freddie, yeah. I'll I'll speak to uh, Paul's question a little bit more uh, with the bucks. Okay, how quickly can you pay for this piece of equipment? That's certainly one approach to take. Um, and then the other approach to take, and, and we've, we've actually scaled it out both ways is, uh, let's say we buy a $4 million video board and we believe it has a life expectancy of 10 years, then we may amortize that out over a 10 year period. And so then we know uh, from a financial perspective, okay, that $400,000 mark is, is our amortization expense. And so then we, we sort of back our way into what we think our pricing can be. Um, and that, that's served us pretty well. Uh, but another angle or another discussion topic around, around this technology, Freddie, I have been really surprised how the price has come down across the board for really all of the technology whether it be a video board or an LED ring, um, from where we started in 2005, 2006 at Tennessee to the pricing that we now pay for upgraded newer versions, um, it's remarkable how far the price has come down. It, it really is. And you know, I, again, Paul mentioned, we I mean, go back to the, the, uh, the days of the Jumbotron or whatever, where it was TRT technology. So you know, more along the line of a, a with broadcast, you know, just a TV all put together. There are several of them, but but uh, LED has has brought the cost uh, considerably down. There are more companies now producing um, LEDs, so that certainly has been a factor. And um, you know, it's it it, it has, and, and at the same time, I tell you, one of the limitations of the industry that uh, you know behind the scenes that not. Many people realize, but for example, power supplies, which all the companies need power supplies to run LED boards. And believe it or not, there's only two companies in the world that produce power supplies. And so if one of those companies has problems in manufacturing for whatever reason, then you're kind of down to one guy and, and you don't want to be there if you're a manufacturer. So um or you know somebody that puts together video boards like Dactronics does, so uh, you know those factors do uh, uh, figure in. But you're right; the cost has come down, be honestly, because just the innovation in, in in the last 20 years, as far as how they're manufactured and put together. Um, you know, it used to be a bunch of wires that you'd have to tie together. Now, obviously, they have plugs and and um, more sophisticated means to uh to make it all work but uh, is it has become much more affordable and the cost of, of operating a video board is has come down as far as the again the power usage uh it used to be with a crt it was astronomical and it was very expensive to operate um regardless of the what kind of front end system you had just power itself um and with led you know the same reason we're putting them in our our uh our lamps in our living room, LED has made it much more affordable. Um, they might cost more, but they last much longer. And that's one of the, the big keys to it. But you're right, 10 years, that's kind of what get Dectronics, um, you know, guarantees uh, the operation. Now you'll have degradation of the, the, uh, 
the LED over that period of time, and you'll start to see it uh, over over a course of years. But it's still um, much more resilient than anything else. So, so Freddie, you were on the creative side too. You did a lot of uh, you know kind of digging in with schools in terms of fan execution, in terms of how they handled the, you know not the video boards installed and they need ways to make money. Do you have putting you on the spot a little bit here? Do you have any um, fun examples that you can give from? Uh, maybe some school executions of what they did with their video boards that was kind of different or maybe made some money that, you know, I mean, any, anything that was kind of fun from a school perspective in terms of creative um, that they used, that yeah. they used some of their pieces. Yeah. Duke, for example, the uh, coach there didn't necessarily want any kind of advertising or anything else on his uh, center home. And so um, all they would show is, is uh, statistics or, or, you know, lineups and that kind of thing. Um, but obviously there are, there are most have, have taken advantage of the opportunity and, and, uh, uh, you know, tried to make it fun as far as how do you utilize it in addition to the, you know, the main thing people want video boards for is the replay. They want to see the replay and the players want to see the replay. <laughs> You'll see after a play now, they look up at the board. That's the first thing they do before they go to the bench after iPads, they'll, they'll look at it on the board. Um. But, uh, you know, going back to our days, it used to be you'd run a 30 second spot that, uh, you know, a TV station would send you a, a copy of or whatever that, you know, and, and it would be a, a either selling waterbeds and they'd scream at you, waterbed, 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 you know, which was very obnoxious or, uh, you know, the, the 30 second car commercials. And obviously the industry has has. Uh, made a point to uh you know get better at that part of it and and so um you know we used to steal a lot of ideas from a lot of people and uh one of the i thought one of the cutest things that was done that in a, in a sponsorship vein but it was a jeweler in in auburn that decided he was going to give away diamonds and uh you might remember the the, the game on uh, i think it's the price is right that does blinko so you know, we created a a, uh, a pyramid type of thing where you start the, the game and it goes down to the bottom. And if it goes into the the hole, you win uh, a, a diamond ring or whatever else. So that that used to bring a lot of uh, a lot of smiles to people's faces and that kind of thing. But you know, one of the coolest games I think that we ever created was an artist created a. Uh, an alphabet game where the uh, letters would uh, race from one end of the field to the other. Um, and the different letters, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say, they, they, uh, a particular section of the stadium was, was L or M or whatever. And as that was go down the field, the uh, gyrations would change and different parts of the stadium would, uh, you know, start cheering or whatever. And that, Honestly, the students enjoyed that more than anything I've ever seen. They they just thought that was the best. So, but we've done a lot. We used to do a lot of different games and and uh, try to utilize the board and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, a, a creative way so it didn't put people to sleep or or uh, hopefully you know brought a smile to their face and made it something again that you got as a part of the experience at the stadium that you couldn't get on your on your couch at home. Yeah, that's, that's the answer is it because people can sit and watch their 
video board size uh, TVs uh, at their own home on the couch. And if they can do that, then they won't come to the stadium. Brandon, what yeah. is uh, what is new in Tennessee? What is coming up for you um, from a video board perspective? Or what is uh, what do you think is the next wave? And maybe you and Fred can kind of chime in on that. I mean, I, I know when yeah. these, you know, when they build these new facilities, um, which the only the players and the coaches see, I know there's going to be video boards that are going to be installed in all those places so they can all see themselves all the time. I mean, that's going to be the next, I'm sure that's going to be new. I think concourses uh, and what's, you know, the old idea of having just a bunch of TVs is going to go away soon. I think there's going to be just incredibly interactive video board experiences in the concourses. I think that's going to be uh, maybe a next wave of how to, uh, you know, because people are uh, bored with their seats. So they want to take their kids around the stadium. They're going to go find video execution, um, you know, in the, in the facility. And so we're going to have to provide that. Any, any other ideas that you guys have in terms of what's next from video board perspective, um, either at Tennessee or for you, Fred, nationally? I'll speak to, to Tennessee. In fact, we have construction that began at midnight Saturday night after Tennessee played Vanderbilt. Um, and, and there's a significant uh, project that's going to go on over uh, the course of the next year prior to the start of football season next fall. Uh, and one of the unique things that's going to happen is there will be a middle section of seating that is taken out of the north end zone upper deck at Neyland Stadium. And, and we are actually going to have a video board uh, that sits under the roof um, which is something that's been long needed for us. Uh, we have this gargantuan, just back to the size matters piece, uh, gargantuan video board in the south end zone. But what we found over the years, if you can't see that video board, the value of your season ticket is, is far, far less. Um, and fans are not as willing to pay um, the ticket fees and then the actual ticket costs for a ticket if you can't view the technology. Um, and so part of our answer to that is to, to basically have a north end zone video board. Um, I agree 100 percent, Paul, with what you said, uh, because the price has come down on the technology, it's allowing us to buy more of it and to traffic it and place it in more places. Um, and so I think a lot of premium areas, uh, whether it be club levels uh, or um, I call them room within a rooms. Um, if you've been to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. But um, all of these premium spaces will have some level of technology. In fact, our West Side Club at Neyland Stadium has an LED ring that runs around the food service area that scrolls scores for the entire game. Um, and so it, I think technology is a very important piece of the fan experience. And I think it's only, just like you said, Paul, I think it's only going to become more and more important as we move forward. Um, and, and, and I think we can be as creative uh, as we want to be, but it, it certainly allowed us to not just stay with, okay, we have a video board and an LED ring. We've become more creative. So now we have LED signage that is placed down on our sidelines. Right. We now have the signage behind the goalposts. And so when a field goal is kicked, your ball is literally spinning towards a sponsor's brand. Um, and, and so I think we will continue to look for ways and opportunities where we can take advantage of the technology. Yeah. Yeah. The TV sight lines is, uh, is, is huge. And 
it, you know, even again, being able to change how those those sponsors or those messages or whatever, um, it will will bring greater value so that the the uh, sum is greater than the whole and, and you're able to make even more money that way. Um, same kind of principle as the rotational signage. Um, you know, when you when we were that first came on, um, where you know, if you sold a sign, a, a dasher board in hockey, for example, for you know, two hundred grand, if you found twenty sponsors that would give you thirty grand for, you know, a, obviously a more limited uh, number of minutes or whatever, but you still made a hundred grand more off that same real estate. So that's a big part of it. I, I tell you also, you know, one of the things that uh, we are starting to do a lot more of um, uh, electronics was is, is, as far as menu boards, you know, at, at concession stands, um, you know, you literally are, if you've got too many hot dogs and people aren't eating hot dogs for some reason, that game, you know, you have the ability to put a message uh, out for, you know, nickel hot dogs and, and, you know, people would run to go get a hot dog. Yeah. That, that, that's Good the point. kind of genius um you know messaging that you can utilize led for that uh i think will grow and and uh, and, and even you know just uh the, the 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 benefit of being able to um you know different from a matrix board uh obviously a lot more attractive as far as what you can do with it but you know um being able to let people know about um other other uh games or other sports that are, are playing on campus that week or, or are coming or, you know, concerts that are coming to the arena, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, you know, again, you know, is, will be, I think more schools will begin to take advantage of those kind of opportunities. And I, I think you're right. I think the integration of concessions and, and future events, all those things are all sponsorable and the menu and the menu piece um, as the schools and the concessionaires begin to merge in terms of how they make revenue and start to be friends and not fight each other. I think that concession piece is going to be a really big way that video boards are going to change the way people interact because you can you can drive traffic, you can you can take traffic away, you can use video boards as locators, all the things. Um, that I think is going to happen um, in, in terms of the future of, of, uh, of video technology. Well, Fred, we appreciate your time today. Uh, it's been awesome. And thanks for, uh, for getting up and uh, visiting with Knox Talk. And so on behalf of uh, Brandon, uh, I am Paul Sickman from Knox Sports. Thank you for listening to another edition of Knox Talk. We'll see you next time. Take care.